Twice born. 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 Yo, 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 it's Divine. Oh, my turn. And me. <laughs> and me. <laughs> it's like that George Marison commercial. Sound, like, you, sound like a syndrome. <laughs> Do you want to smell like me? <laughs> and me. Yeah. <laughs> George Marison. Now, that is one overrated and underrated player. It's like the Manute Bull 2.0. Anyway, this is Twice Born Radio. It is. And we are back, man. It's another podcast. A quick 20-minute podcast, and basically we're talking about one subject, and this is this crazy, irritating thing that's been happening into the church. We've been saying all this stuff, and you have you ever been sitting in a service, and like you're listening to the pastor? Yeah. Like you're listening, and you're going, okay, okay. And then they say that one thing, and you know in your heart, you're like, that ain't in the Bible? That ain't in the Bible at... Where'd you get that Where'd from? Where'd you get that from, man? So like... We're going to talk about just a few things that we have heard in the church that is not in the Bible. And hopefully, for some of us who've been using this phrase, I want you to know this is not an attack against you. Some of us have just been using it because we've heard it for so long. I have been guilty of it. Ultimately, that's what it is. That's all it is. It's just learned church behavior until I studied scripture and learned for myself that some things were just sounded good, but it was not in the Bible. Wasn't true. And to be honest with you, if we don't stop it now then we are guilty of passing on false information to the next generation. Yes. Which we are not going to do. So let's start with the first thing that you've heard that is not in the Bible. Well, let's let's also remember this, especially when we, when we bring up these things that um, you already gave the precursor that we're not saying this to offend anyone or make anyone feel bad. I am. Um, but what we're really trying to do is stop a culture of ignorance. Yeah, ignorant. Uh, especially when it comes to the Word of God. It's important for us as... Uh, Young up and comers. Hip hip hop. The the now and, and the tomorrow of the <laughs> The Dalmatian <laughs> The Girl is mine. <laughs> no, um it's really important for us as as uh, as young people and those that are that are carrying the torch. Yeah. Um, to the next generation and the generations to follow, um, that we get real about what's in the Bible and, and not day. just loose with words and saying anything. All day. Um, so the first thing we're going to tackle is um, there's this this guy, this young man, and um, you know, many lies have been told about him, but one in particular has been told, and unfortunately, has been told by people who claim to be his own people. Uh, and what they say is, is that he started preaching at the age 12. And of course, I'm talking about no, none other than Jesus the Christ. By the way, Christ is not his last name, people. Um, what? I need you to understand that. What is his last name? Christ is not his last name. What's his last name? Back then, they didn't have last names like that. There was, there was, there was quite the uh, of Nazareth. There you go. Right. So. Um, just know that Christ is not his last name. Christ is actually a title. He is the Messiah, mm-hmm. the Mishnah. Come on, man. Drop the, drop the knowledge, I was, I was bro. about to get all into the Taitish, no. but, uh, you know. No, you sound so Muslim right now. I love it, dude. It's so great. <laughs> you sound so militant with the vocabulary. I love it. Let's go. So anyway, um, Let it listen, go. Uh, turn your Bibles. No, no, no. We're not doing that. 
don't do that. No, I, I need you. I need you to see this. I don't want to tell you it's not there. No, I want you to see that it's not there. Yep. Here we go, kids. So, uh, open that original King James, written from the hands of Solomon. No. Uh, <laughs> what you doing? With Wait. Your hands hey, right by now? the way, guys, King James didn't write any Bibles. I just want you to understand that. Wait, and the Bible wait, was not wait. originally Stop. in English. Stop. King Jimmy didn't write any of this stuff? King Jim did nothing but call together a group of scholars. Was James's last name or his first translate. name? Was it King LeBron James? No, no, no. King oh, James? Oh, that guy. King Lebanon James? LeBron oh, Bron? <laughs> All right, you guys ready? Luke chapter 2. I don't think anybody even has a real Bible anymore. Well, well, pull out Go, your pull out your smartphone or your dumb phone. That's what I like to call them now, dumb phones. You know, the only people who call them smartphone are people with perfect credit. Interesting. Because to us, it's a phone. <laughs> Speaking of things that give no <laughs> value, yeah, no value whatsoever. So anyway, in Luke chapter two, it simply reads as this: uh, Luke chapter two, verse that was forty-one. So church of you, right there. Yes. It, it, it I have my simply moments. simply reads as this. I have, I have my moments. <laughs> um, so verse 41 says, His parents went to Jerusalem uh-huh. every year at the Feast of the Passover. Uh-huh. Verse 42, And when he was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem according to the custom of the feast. Uh-huh. When they had finished the days, as they returned, the yeah. boy Jesus lingered behind in Jerusalem. And Joseph and his mother did not know it. But supposing him to have been in the company... They went a day's journey and sought him among their relatives and acquaintances. So when they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem seeking him. Now, so it was that after three days, they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of teachers, both listening to uh-huh. them, both, uh-huh. I'm sorry, both listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were astonished at his understanding and answers. So he was teaching. Absolutely not. What? So when they saw him, they were amazed. What? And his mother said to him, son, why have you done this to us? Look, your father and I have sought you anxiously. I would have got a So I'm not even going to go into his response, which was very Jesus-like uh-huh. at the age of 12. If you, if, you, if you really study Jesus and understand the personality of Jesus through his words, this sentence in uh verse 49 is very jesus his response is why do you seek me did did you not know that i must be about my father's business that is you can't get a more jesus answer than that but the point we're getting at is in verse uh that would be 46. He didn't study. Now so it was that after three days they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the teachers, both listening to them Uh and asking them questions. Wow. Did it say that the young man was in the temple hooping? Nope. Did it say that he was teaching? Nope. Did it say that he was preaching? Nope. Yet he was sitting in the midst of teachers listening to them, and asking questions. Yep. Now, probably would it be a, a very amazing setting, considering here you have the Lagos. <laughs> you're, you're so next level right now. I love it. 
literally sitting amongst those that are supposed to be teaching him. Message. <laughs> well, yeah, well. So, people, he did not start preaching at the age of 12. When did he start? Well, he started when his ministry started. The year A.D. 30. You guys see what's happening right now? No, it's AD 27. He's completely condescending against you guys right now with his biblical knowledge. No, I'm not. I'm sure not at all. What's the next one? Oh, the next one. This this is, listen, um, for all my friends on Facebook, I just want to, I want to tell you something that I've been wanting to tell you. <laughs> all right. Loafers. Loafers. But you see the caption? <laughs> no. Butter those. That just killed the whole thing. No, you kidding? That's genius. No, that killed the whole butter thing. Butter those. All right. So in all Not seriousness, what are those? Butter those. Those of you that are that are Facebook friends with me, I've been wanting to address something for a long time. This is not the time. The problem with addressing this situation is that someone that I know always was talking. They were always referencing someone who had just passed away. So I couldn't get an opportunity, like, I couldn't get 10 days to post what I wanted to say to you and explain to you. He's about to go off. But here it is, people. Birdman. Human beings do not die and become angels. They do not grow wings and fly up to heaven. Human beings die. They actually fall asleep if they're going to heaven. They, they, they sleep. <laughs> you guys are missing the interpretive dance right <laughs> And they awake in the presence of the Lord. But I need you to understand something. They do not become angels. So as great of a person as your grandmother, your aunt, your sister, your cousin, your nephew, anybody who passed away, as amazing as that person is, heaven did not gain an angel when they died. What did they gain? They gained a person. You know what I gained? What would you gain? Perfect credit. <laughs> Why are you ruining everything that I'm saying right now? I'm trying to teach some biblical understanding here. There is nothing in the Bible that says humans become angels. But what it does say You're doing a great job. is that humans become like angels, not by way of wing growth. They become heavenly beings at that point. Okay? Understand. Why would we as human beings want to become angels? Do you realize who the crown of God's creation is? Us. So for us to become something else would be like moving down the ladder. So understand this, people. We do not become angels. Are we clear on that? I love you. <laughs> I love you in Jesus. First Corinthians six three says that we will judge angels. Mm. So that lets you know right there that you don't become the angels because you're judging them. Duh! Criminals can't judge criminals. One has to be above. I mean, I'm not calling angels criminals, except the ones that were criminals. Hey, um, while we're talking about angels, um, let's just move into point number three. The Dodgers are better. Uh, <laughs> by far. Thank you. But uh, let's just say this about angels. Um, every time, and and this is for those same people on Facebook. Um, or just in life in general, those same people, <laughs> Jesus, listen, 
when your children no i'm not on snapchat i'm 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 so 2012 um you're 2000 late when you when you have a a, a baby girl she's not a little angel but do you think people really think that I think people are very loose with the word angel and really don't understand what angels are and who they are. First of all, they're not, they're not little naked babies that fly around. That's not an angel, okay? Just because Michelangelo or some other you know, guy from, from this, the European continent drew cherubs to look like little naked babies doesn't mean that's what they look like. I need you to understand something, people. Angels are warriors. Angels are God's defenders. They are God's army. So every time you look at your little baby girl in the face and say, oh, my little angel, you're just saying that your, your little baby girl is like the buffest dude on the block. That's what you're saying. I think my baby girl might be close. She's 11 pounds, man. She's one, she's one she month old. She was born as the buffest she's a on thug. the block. She's ready. <laughs> But listen, they're not. They're not. So, grandmothers, wise up. Let's wise up. Just a tad. Let's not call the babies angels. They're not. While they may be beautiful, they're not warriors. Now, also, um, for those of you guys that think angels are... um, Females, um, there's only a couple angels that, that are uh, mentioned by name in the Bible. Gabriel. Uh, and, I, and I want you to understand that they are all Michael. male. Gabriel, Michael, who else? Huh? Who else? I don't know. I don't study that much. Lucifer. Well, yeah, but he's a fallen angel. Yeah, he's a fallen angel, no doubt. But if you just take the three of them, right? Will that really matter when we get there? It won't. Oh. What what matters is that we need to understand what we do when we put labels on people and things. Angels do not have gender since a biological function. Since gender is a biological function and angels are not biological. Booyah. So they ain't little girls. Besides, I've never met a little girl named Gabriel. <laughs> Other angels are referred to the masculine sense, even though they are not named. Judges 1311, 1321, 1 Chronicles 2127, Zechariah 119. Yeah, man. And I think, you know what I think? He's Googling, I, by the way. I, I think it's because, like, angels represent an army, right? They, re- they represent... Uh, um, uh, a three musketeer like higher guard in in heaven, right? And if we look at everything biblical, right? Seraphim men, and cherubim, right? Men have been called to be the protectors. Not saying so much that women can't protect. We've obviously seen instances of that. It's our job, but it's our job. It's our natural role. Now, I'm only jumping in to say that because I just wanted to help clarify that, like, I don't think that, like. I don't think women should have to defend themselves. Let me say that. I think women can defend themselves. I don't think they should have to. I think a man should be present. First of all, if you're a man, well, this is getting to a whole other subject. Go to the next thing. That that was going to go deep. Yeah. 
We were going to go deep and get serious. And get serious right quick. And we weren't really trying to get all that serious. Hey, when the prices go up. Huh. Uh, that wasn't my next point. But you can you you want to talk on that one? Go ahead. Well, um, I want to say this. I have heard that phrase over and over and over again. And, um, and I want to say this. That when we praise God, to say that when the praises go up, the blessings come down, that is almost a... Um, that is almost a sales tactic. Hmm. And it's normally done by worship leaders and praise and praise and worship leaders and pastors when they want the crowd to be engaged to get the service pumped up. Why don't you praise him? Yeah, because come the, on and praise him. Because the issue is, is that if come I'm on, on give God some praise. The greatest uh, the greatest story of that would be for me is when Stephen was dying and he was being stoned and he looked up and he saw the Lord. Okay? He began to magnify the, God in that moment and the, he died. Point. The only time, the only time referenced in the word of God where Jesus got up from the seat sitting next to his father. Other than to, you know. Yeah. Go to the bathroom and stuff. No, not go to the bathroom, oh. dude. But basically, <laughs> here's the idea. It's like, I understand the saying, it's cute. God is... Here's the honest to God truth. God, God was blessing us before we even knew what praise was. Let's be completely honest with that. When we, before we even got into church, God was blessing us. Every time we were breathing God's air, it was a blessing. And there were no praises going up from us. And what we'll do is, you know what ends up happening is, we begin to use that so much as so that when somebody gets up on stage and says stuff like bless up and like, you know, just want to give honor to God, but none of their lifestyle is backing that up. Then what you're basically saying is, is that as long as I give acknowledgement to God, he'll continue to grant me success. And that is not truth. That's not truth. That's not truth anywhere in there. God's, our version of success can't be built off the idea that it's a formula, that if I do this, then God's going to do this. Yes, there's covenant. Yes, there's things that got, there's principles, all of that. But our motivation in operating in God's principles cannot be motivated or we can't be utilizing that stuff for our own personal gain. Because it, it that's crazy. That's dumb. So what's the payoff when you get to heaven? What's the payoff when you praise him in heaven and the praises? What happens when you no longer have to send the praises up and new heaven and new earth come together? What happens then? Mm. When the throne is eye level. Right. What happens then? Right. Right? You can't send the praises up then. And then what's the blessing in the afterlife? What's the blessing when eternity is already in your hands? You see what I'm saying? Like, let's calm down on that for, for a little bit, guys. Let's stop saying those things. And let's also stop saying uh, revelations. There was one revelation. One. Uno. There was one. Revelation of John. Yeah. It, it's, been, it's, been, it's been called two things. The revelation of Jesus Christ or the revelation of John. And the revelation of Jesus Christ was to John. It was the revealing right. of Jesus Christ right. to John. Which John was that? Uh, it was... <laughs> Dude, I kid you not. I kid you not. The only reason I'm laughing, we're in the middle of the Book of John series, and the very first question we had to address was, who wrote John, and who was John writing about in John? Mm. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. You guys understand that there's two... We haven't got to the whole part where he gets beheaded, and we haven't we haven't got to all that stuff, but yes, it, it, there's two different Johns, okay, people? There's, yes. There's a, there's a Jesus family cousin, John, and then this is a John, son of Zebedee or whatever his name is. So there's two different Johns. Okay. Let's just leave it at that. You know what? On that, uh, let me, let me just, let me just cover some, some, uh, some Baptist church, um, things real quick. Um, Hey guys, um, listen, uh, I've been taught a couple things that, that, um, make sense that didn't, 
that I didn't quite understand before. Um, when you stand up and say giving honor to God, how are you giving honor to God? By uh, saying it. That's not what gives honor to God. What gives honor to God, my friend? Your actions. So you're not going to say it anymore? I don't. I never have. So when you get up, you don't say giving you honor give to God? You give honor to people. Mm. Okay, now, number two. Um, how do you give? How do you show honor to is, people? This is. Oh, I mean, you can tell them. Uh, well, I honor you this day. So I can't show honor to God with my words. No, you got to show honor with your with your actions. What are my actions already doing? I'm just I'm just confirming it. Then what? Are, what's the purpose of getting up and saying it? Because you want to acknowledge to everybody that who is your king and who's your lord. It's the same thing as confessing your faith. No, <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Good try, though, sir. You're going to be um, in so much trouble. Listen. Um, You're going to be in so much trouble. Church family. Um, You're going to be in so much trouble. Church family. Let me let me, let me, let me uh, clarify something. Um, when someone says, praise the Lord, you should never respond with praise the Lord. Because that doesn't quite make sense. Because you don't, you don't. The question is, how do you praise the Lord? I don't know. How do you praise the Lord? If I say, praise the Lord, saints, what should your response be? Hi. Hallelujah. That's the highest praise, right? Not praise the Lord back to me. Oh, he's on a tangent. This you understand that, that that actually doesn't make sense? If I say praise the Lord, and your response to me is praise the Lord, well, when is somebody going to praise the Lord? <laughs> Just wanted to put that out there. Hey, um, so my, my next point here, um, people. You're really upset. When you die. He's mad. Or when you sleep and um, you awake on the other side of eternity, I need you to understand something. What you enjoyed to do on earth is not what your job will be in heaven. What will my job be? To praise you will have, listen, um, Richard Pryor does not have a microphone up there. Hmm. Jackie Robinson ain't still in no bases. Uh, um, so it's one, it's one eternal church service. Exactly. I don't think so. There, there may be more, but, but there's no baseball games happening. It's not a, a, a golf event. Like... People, I understand we're human beings and we have this great imagination, but understand that your brain is limited. Don't become like sideways in your thinking because your brain is limited. Because you don't know doesn't mean you get to make up. Yikes. It's okay to say you don't know. You know, if if your if your if your son says, "Daddy, I don't know what Grandpa is doing up there," I don't have to respond and say, "Son, Grandpa's up there drinking a beer and having a smoke." Him and his Rat Pack. Yeah, he's definitely not doing that. Like, listen, listen. Uh, I I once attended a um, a uh, home going service. That's what we call those, right? 
I once attended a homegoing service where um, someone said, "Hey, uh, Grandma," and Grandma, Grandma's who who had passed. Grandma, tell Biggie and Tupac I said, what's up? I know they're in a cipher right now. Hmm. Listen, call me judgmental. Okay. But that... Let's just say Biggie and Tupac are in heaven. Okay. Very plausible. Yes. Do you think that there will be a cipher going on in heaven? God glorifying gifts in heaven. <laughs> I love your justification. <laughs> I'm thinking my question So what is, are they rapping about? God. Mm. Wouldn't that be the same as saying hallelujah in lyrical poetic form? Right? <laughs> Here's my question. Listen, you will defend anything, and I'm learning this. This is great. I'm not... <laughs> no, no, there are certain... There are certain now, this is one of the things that I do believe. One of the questions that we've always had, that I have with most people, is why would God create a universe so big mm-hmm. if he only created... If there's only us here? That's a waste of space. Here's my thought process. In the last book of the Bible, Jesus starts talking about what will happen with the universe. Immediately. He talks about the new heaven and the new earth. Mm-hmm. He talks about the fact that there will be no more sun. Mm-hmm. In, com- mm-hmm. in complete comparison to why he put the sun there in the first place, according to Genesis 1. Mm-hmm. Put the sun there and the moon there to be guiding lights to us. And then in the end, he says there will be no more sun. Because you're already home. Because the city will be your sun and, and God will be your light. And God will be your light. Right? Mm-hmm. So, so, here, so here's where my brain goes with that. In the beginning, when we talk about in the beginning, it is very clear that we're talking about the sun and the moon. We talked about that on the fourth day. Right? On the fourth day? On the fourth day. He said, let there be light on the first, but he didn't make the sun and the moon until the fourth. Okay. Okay? Now, what was the light in the first in the first day? Oh, him. Okay, exactly. Okay, so God was the light in the beginning. Right? We had that established. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is when he created the heavens and the earth. So all he does at the end, though, people, this is gonna be wonderful how he gets Biggie and Tupac rapping out of this. I'm not getting. I'm not even going with Biggie and Tupac. But this is my thought process. What if the entire universe that God created is simply a brochure of what we'll get to experience when He comes back? That all His creation that He has for us, that He created in the beginning, He brings it back to its original form, where He's the light, and this is the sun. And, I mean, and this is the earth, and this is the heaven collided together, brand new, and we get a chance to experience all that the way He intended. The way He intended. Remember, in the perfect before, hold on, before sin was introduced, what was Adam doing? Walking with God. Not just walking with God. What was his job? What was his job? He had a job. God gave him a job before he even gave him Eve. He gave him a job. Oh, he had to, he had to name the... Uh... Not be- before that. What was his assignment? Why was he on earth? He gave man dominion over... Oh, right. right. Okay, I got you. His job yeah, was yeah. to tend to that. Tend. Yeah, right. Okay. Yes. That was in, yours. That was in the perfected state. Was it not? Yes. Okay. Definitely. So before there was sin... There was God, mm-hmm. there was Adam, mm-hmm. and there was work. Mm-hmm. Okay? Now, as far as we know, that's the perfect, ideal environment to be in. 
where your life, the whole purpose and why you were created is bringing glory to God through obedience to what he asked you to do. Correct? Am I, am I being correct in that? I'll give you that. Okay. So if that's the case, if Adam's purpose was created to bring dominion, and he got complete joy out of that, so much as so that it was considered paradise. Mm-hmm. Okay? What would paradise look like for us? I want you to think about this, right? God has given you a mandate over your life. Mm-hmm. You right now in your mind, the only thing you want to do is bring God glory. Mm-hmm. Right? So wouldn't heaven look like you bringing God glory for eternity? How so? That's the question. That's the question. Because to be honest with you, to be honest with you, if you present to people that an eternal church service is heaven, it's not appealing. What appeals to us is being able to serve God. Even right now for you, Jason. Let me ask you a question, though. Okay. What appeal do you need? No, no, no. Let's, let's be real. I'm not selling heaven. No, no. Well, no, it's not even that. It's that... Repent for the kingdom of heaven is near. Kingdom of God is near. Mm-hmm. Right? Why does that matter? Why should my reasoning for repentance be because the kingdom of God is near? Mm-hmm. Right? Because I'm telling you about something that well, is coming. There's two things. There's two things. You have you have the the communion okay. with God. All right. So that that is that's got to be number one. Okay. That's got to be number one. And then on the back side of that, there is the escape from hell. But that's not, that wasn't but a motivation. That, that's not a motive. That shouldn't be your motivation. Nor was it John's message. Correct. Right? Correct. John's message was strictly about a coming kingdom and that there was somebody coming. He was preparing the way for the light. That's what the whole book. John the Baptist. John the Baptist yes. is what I'm talking about, yes. right? So John was baptizing people. He said, repent for the kingdom of God is right. near. His baptism was unto repentance. It was unto repentance, which means to change your mind. Correct. He was saying that whatever you're living for down here is not worth it. Mm-hmm. What's coming is worth it. Why does God keep referencing the great city? Mm-hmm. If a great city, why does he keep talking about things like uh, in my father's house are many mansions? Why does he use this, this, this terminology? That's the question you want to ask yourself. And the question you want to ask yourself right now is if it was just simply about praising the Lord, being in his presence, then what are the angels doing going back and forth? Scripture says that, that, that one of the angels was sent to send a word down and they got right. into a fight on the way. So what, that means that they're working in heaven. Mm-hmm. Angels. Mm-hmm. But they're glorifying God in the process, right? Mm-hmm. So could it be that we could have a, an assignment inside of God's kingdom that brings him total glory and brings us total joy. And that coming together is perfect ecstasy, which we call heaven. But but why do we have to expand We did that. He further? started that. Why do we have to expand that further than worship? What is worship? Mm. And worship is obedience to what God I has said. you to where I wanted to. No. It's mm-hmm. obedience to what God has said. So what is what is worship? <laughs> what is worship? Tell me what worship is. <laughs> worship is what he wants from us. Exactly. Yeah, so, no doubt. No doubt. Okay. No, I'm saying, but I, I led you there. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> My way. So, in the end, <laughs> I think heaven is much greater than our definition of praising the Lord. In fact, I will, I will go as far to say that we bring God more pleasure and we receive more pleasure out of serving God when it's outside the parameters of a worship leader in a song. Oh, this I agree. Okay. So, you no, probably have felt I, God's I, presence more doing a Bible study at work. 
than you have standing in a pulpit for an annual choir day. You've gotten more satisfaction. I, I, I have a comment for that, but I don't know if that's really <laughs> podcast ready. But You're going to be fired. Listen, I hate, hate, and hate is a very strong word. I hate annual days. Bishop, I want to let you know that I love them. I love them so much. I love Bishop, I every, hate them. He doesn't mean that. I hate them. They're excellent. I love the, the annual, what is the days you have? Deacons? And ushers and men's women's retreat. What is it? What else? Do men's you guys have? day, women's day. day. Um, I love them all. Um, ushers and 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 um, hospitality, you... all of that. I hate them. You know why? Why? Because all you're doing is ministry, people. That's what you were called to do. You have a great point. In why that. do we need to celebrate that? Why are we on celebra- a specific day? That's true. When that's what you're you were called to do that. In fact, it's a privilege. We we, could, we consider it a privilege, right? Be. Yeah. Yeah. Why do you have to be rewarded for it? I think all you guys should be rewarded all the time. I don't know what Elder Jenkins is talking about. <clears throat> and his views don't necessarily reflect those of my own. <laughs> I just want to throw that out there. These views anybody... reflect the views of Twice Born <laughs> Ministries. Listen, we guys. refuse the right, we, we reserve the right to refuse to attend <laughs> your annual day. Here is. Oh. <laughs> Listen, here's the bottom line. And There's no annual days in the Bible, by the way. There are feasts, feast of weeks, and, and all these things, but uh, listen, people. At the end of the day, Jason wants to be Jewish. There's no, and- Levi, there's no Levite day. <laughs> there's no There's, there's no, no Levite annual day. Levite day. There's Levitical priest day. <laughs> I, I, this is, I think, the point that we want to make, is that and you need to make sure that what you do has some sort of biblical foundation. Man, man. So when you say something... Don't just say it because you heard it. Right. Understand why you're saying it. Yes. And don't just repeat something that somebody said and it sounded revelatory in the moment, but you had no scripture to back it up. No scripture. Like study, man. Like this is the great thing about it. It's and available. It's available. It wasn't available to us before, people. The Bible app. Shout out to Craig Rochelle for that. Uh, Google. Golly, you could Google and just you could even find just opinions on stuff. Yeah, that's where Devon gets most of his. No, I get most of my stuff from YouTube. Thank you very much. <laughs> but with that being said, this is one of those times where when you hear a church phrase, I want when next time you hear the worship leader question it. They, if you hear the Dude. same worship leader say the same thing and, and, and you see like another church and another worship leader say the same thing and then another worship leader and another, if you start hearing the same thing over and over again, start to ask yourself where they got it from. For instance, amen. Do you know what that actually means when you say amen? Truth. Let it be. And the first mention Truth. of that, if we're going by the law of first mention, happens. I agree. A man and a woman. This is a, a this is a Levitical law. The man and the woman. If a man thought his wife was cheating, he took her to the priest, and the priest would make this weird concoction of dirt from the floor and water. He would pray over it, and he would say, "If she's cheating, let this kill her. And if it's not, let it heal her." And she would drink it, and the man, and the husband would say, "Amen." Let it be. Let it be. So, every time we say amen, just make sure you know what you're saying, let it be to. Because it could kill you. Yes. Oh, come on, somebody. Uh, I used to always wonder why they said fix it, Doc. Fix it, fix it. They never said that at your church? Uh, Take listen, your time, Doc. Listen. Uh, 
Take your time, Doc. Church language. Uh huh. Is uh, it's a fascinating thing. Yeah. If you ever hear someone say "land the plane," pastor, it's time to wrap it up. You're losing the people at that point. Yeah. But see, by that logic, then somebody should have said that to Paul when he was preaching so long, somebody fell asleep and fell out the window and died. Land the plane. But according to scripture, that was okay because he uh, healed him and got back up and kept preaching. And kept preaching. And kept preaching. Well, but here's the thing. Like, we are the only people that have agendas on Sundays. We have a lot, we have a lot of stuff to do. We got, we got, no, we got a lot of problems. We got a lot of issues where we actually don't give the day to the Lord as he requires. Well, it's your last day before you have to go back to work, yeah? No, no, it's, it's his day. Gosh darn it. That's the problem. Isn't Saturday his day? His day. Give up one. Okay. What if I gave up Saturday? Okay. Then Saturday will be the day. So then I could have my Sundays back? So what are you going to do on Sunday? I'm going to go to church and, and go to work. What are you going to do on Saturday? Sleep, man. I'm going to sleep in his presence. And, uh, <laughs> I'm going to sleep in his presence. I'm going to watch. Lord, I am going <laughs> to allow you to watch me sleep. I'm going to sleep in his presence and uh, <laughs> I'm going to watch um, uh, I'm in Love with a Church Girl. Oh wow! You're gonna go to, to TBN. <laughs> I'm going to um, to B movie starring Ja Rule. <laughs> Listen, that it, it, hey, Israel ended up getting with that girl, didn't he? He's in love with a church girl. Oh, the irony, man. Well, this has been great, man. So anyway, this is Twice Born Radio. This is Devon and Jason. Hey guys, um, you know a thing called the Bible? You should you should really open it. Jason's tired. We love you guys. Dust it off. No. Study. Okay. You're to show thyself. We're so done. Approved. Okay. A workman. Do you hear the music playing? Rightly dividing. That's the music playing. <laughs> That's the sign that it's time to wrap it up. All right, guys. We got to get out of here. It's 12.04 in the morning. Hey. It's been real. We love you guys. Love you. Thanks for listening. Be real. Be, what did he say? Be true. Be real. Be righteous. Be, be real, real. Be relevant. Be relevant. It's deep on you. Twice born, twice born, twice born. Twice born, twice born, twice born, twice born, twice born, twice born.